This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, April 29th, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, Labour calls for health and safety at work to be established as a worldwide principle and right. A reminder of the Rana Plaza murder of workers in Bangladesh. How a little Union Health and Safety Committee started the International Day of Mourning. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. This is Radio Labor. Every year, three million workers are killed on the job. That is why the international labor movement has declared 2022 as the year in which occupational health and safety should be declared a fundamental principle and right at work. The call comes from the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. It wants the International Labor Organization to adopt the principle of safety at work at its conference in June. The ILO is the UN agency focused on matters of work in the world. The call by the ITUC for health and safety at work to be declared a fundamental principle came as unionists were celebrating April 28th, the International Day of Mourning, otherwise known as the International Day for Safety and Health. On April 28th, the General Secretary of the ITUC, Sharon Burrow, called on labor unions to lobby their governments and employers to support the call for health and safety as a fundamental principle and right at work. Today we commemorate International Workers' Memorial Day. There's no doubt that there is nothing more important than knowing that when you go to work, you will come home safely that the members of your family, when they go to work, will come home safely. Occupational health and safety is so important that it must be at the centre of fundamental rights. And this is the year the movement gets to celebrate that victory. But we have work to do. Three million workers around the world die every year from occupational injuries and disease. In fact, since 2019, when in the Centenary Declaration, the ILO parties, the workers, the employers, the governments committed to make occupational health and safety a fundamental right, nine million workers have died. We know that this can't go on. This is the year. In June, we will see occupational health and safety a fundamental right. But we need to lobby governments. We need to lobby employers. We must have Convention 155 at the heart of that guarantee. Thank you for your attention to the issue of today. The injuries, the diseases that plague working people, that destroy lives and livelihoods. We've always said that we will remember the dead, but we will fight for the living. Your fight, our fight today is to see 
occupational health and safety a fundamental right. Between now and June, let's make this happen. As part of its commemoration of April 28th, Industrial Global Union reminded the world about the deaths at Rana Plaza in Bangladesh in 2013. Industrial represents a wide range of workers in sectors including mining, energy, manufacturing, and garment production. It was one of the global unions which negotiated a health and safety agreement after the disaster. Here is the General Secretary of Industrial, Atla Heya. Nine years ago, one of the biggest industrial homicides in the history of garment production happened in Bangladesh. 5,000 workers were forced to go to work in a factory that had clear warning signs of an early collapse. 1,132 workers died, and more than 2,500 were injured. Finally, Industrial and Uni Global Unions managed to convince the brands that they had to resume responsibility. We created the Bangladesh Accord. Nine years and thousands of factory inspections later, close to 200,000 potentially deadly traps in 1,600 factories have been fixed. People do not die anymore in an industry which costs hundreds of lives also in the years before Rana Plaza. Together with 160 brands, we have now created the International Accord. We have agreed to expand the scope of the Accord to one or more countries than Bangladesh. This means that we will be able to save lives in more countries. It means that millions of more workers will benefit from safer factories. The universal question remains though, how can we provide this fantastic opportunity to all textile and garment workers around the world? Garment workers need safe factories, so our work needs to continue. We need to engage more brands, also in North America, to gain the leverage we need to make this a truly global accord. Workers who produce the clothes that we wear deserve a workplace that provides them with a living wage and decent working conditions, not a workplace that threatens to take their lives. Help us expand the cord even further and save lives. Many people think April 28th was the initiative of the United Nations or some government or some NGO, but... The truth is much more interesting. The day was the idea of a little health and safety committee at the Canadian Union of Public Employees. CUPE is Canada's largest public sector union. I talked to Anthony Pezzino about how the day was started. Mr. Pezzino was a CUPE health and safety officer at the time. This interview ran in Radio Labour's newscast of April 28, 2013. It started by me asking Mr. Pezzino how the project first began. The day, uh, April 28th, a day of mourning, actually first started as a recommendation of our National Health and Safety Committee, uh, made up of uh, rank-and-file members from across Canada. And uh, they recommended the creation of a day to remember workers who were killed or injured on the job in uh, 1984. And then what happened? Well, what happened after that was uh, was great. It's really interesting. The uh, Canadian uh, Labour Congress uh, and uh, some affiliated unions quickly adopted the day uh, across Canada. That was around uh, 1984, and then what followed was uh, 1989, the uh, American labor movement uh, observed their very first uh, Workers' Memorial Day back then. The, the Canadian government in 1991 declared that April 28th of each year should be a day of remembrance for workers killed or injured at work, and uh, there is actually federal legislation to that effect. Are there many international organizations which have adopted the day? 
many, many international organizations. The day has really grown to the point where uh, many countries, I would say uh, more than 60 countries around the world, observe April 28th. So workers and many communities gather to remember um, workers on, on April 28th. You must be very proud of the work that's been done. Where can people find out more information about the day? There's a, there's a website, uh, hazards.org, who tracks the worldwide uh, attention that April 28th gets. And uh, there's a country-by-country listing of all the activities. I think it's absolutely amazing. And you're right. We should be absolutely proud. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top stories section included links to coverage of May Day preparations around the world, including Labor Start's own online celebration, the arrest of trade union leaders in South Korea, and the resistance of the Nordic unions to the new European Union minimum wage proposal. Trade unions there see it as a threat to their model of collective bargaining. We also carried items about the new minimum and basic wage increases agreement in Bolivia, the end of a bank workers walkout in St. Lucia, and the news that yet more unions, this time in the education and financial services sectors, have joined the massive protests over the Sri Lankan government's economic policies. One story that has had a long, uh, very much a too long life in our news pages is the steady stream of stories detailing the solidarity work being done by trade unions around the world in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. One heartwarming note is the expansion of that work to include the many, many Russian workers and their unions which risk imprisonment to protest the war and those who have left Russia rather than support the war. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found stories about the great work being done by New Zealand Union E2 as it facilitates the evacuation of women journalists from Afghanistan and their resettlement in that South Pacific country. We also carried details of the Building Workers International Stop Macho Culture campaign and the drop in labor market participation by women workers in India. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week includes lots and lots of stories, as you would expect, about International Workers Memorial Day events around the world. While those stories dominated this week, as they do every year, we also carried an update about a long-running oil refinery walkout in the United States of America that focuses largely on safety issues and a lovely but horrifying item about the work and lives of the people who maintain India's sewers, and the disturbing news that workplace injuries and deaths have jumped to near-record numbers in northern Canada. Our current photo of the week is of one of the many events organized by trade unions in Bangladesh to mark 24 April, known in that country as Rana Plaza Murder Day. It marks the anniversary of the 2013 industrial mass murder that killed 1,134 workers, most of them young women. Each year, trade unions also use these events to recommit to the struggle for safe and healthy workplaces. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the requests of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight an urgent appeal for online solidarity with trade union activists in Belarus, who were recently arrested as part of their government's ongoing campaign 
to crush non-state controlled trade unions there. In just a few seconds, you can do your part in the struggle by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now, here are the low tide drifters with We Just Come to Work Here, We Don't Come to Die. I've been working here for 15 years and I've seen some changes come. I've seen people working for safety. Well, there must be a reason why. Baby, we just come to work here. We don't come to die. Like That's it. Labor news you can use. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.